Hey, before we get started, I want to remind you that Truce is listener-supported. If you want to be a part of this one-of-a-kind show that asks big questions in an approachable way, become a patron. For just $5 a month, you can help me tell big stories like this upcoming season on the history of fundamentalism. And you'll get access to bonus materials. That's all at patreon.com slash trucepodcast. That's patreon.com slash trucepodcast. Before we get started, uh, usually Truce is a very highly produced podcast with music and interviews and research. What I've been hearing the last few months from my listeners is that you're loving the show, but you're a little confused about why we're covering what we're covering and where we're going with this. So I thought we would have a special interview episode where I talk about just those things. So again, this is not a typical episode of Truce. If you'd like an idea of what that's like, go back one more episode to the Godless Utopia episode, and we will have a new highly produced episode coming out next week. Until then, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Okay, so everybody, welcome to the Truce Podcast. We've never done this before in the two years that this show has been being made, but it's just an interview with me and a friend, and we're going to explain kind of what has already gone on and where we're going with the Truce Podcast. Um, And joining me today is my friend Eric Nevins. Eric is the host of the Halfway There podcast, which everybody should be listening to. And we're also uh, moderators for the Christian Podcasters Association on Facebook. So, Eric, thanks for being here. Oh, yeah. It is my pleasure, brother. I love what you're doing. So this was fun to participate in. Oh, my goodness. And Eric is here to kind of interject, ask questions, and hopefully clarify whatever I say. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. You're doing something really interesting with this season of Truce, where you're looking at um, you know, the Russian revolution and how that goes into the, how that affected Christianity in the United States. Why did you want to cover that? Cause you know, might feel a little bit obscure for us in 21st century America. It may seem a little strange, but I spend a lot of time talking to people. Um, always have, I enjoy talking to people, especially those who don't agree with me. I love getting into conversations and I've been to a lot of parties uh, where people bring up communism and socialism and kind of lift them up as the ideal way that humanity should go. I've also got a lot of friends who are sort of the opposite and they'll lift up capitalism and you know that's the only way we should go and i don't think we first of all we really know what we're talking about when we use those terms so like a lot of my friends who praise communism and socialism uh, are not really in tune with what actually happened in russia under those or even china so i'm trying to kind of shed some light on that and then also with capitalism i'm trying to calm everybody down and be like okay you know like that capitalism can be good but, uh, you know, tied to Christianity, sometimes that gets us into trouble. Um, so this, the whole purpose of the show really is, is our testimony and preserving the testimony of the Christian church. And it, it hurts our witness to the world when we are tied to something that is not really Christ-like um, and, and, and a, uh, an economic model is really a, you know, <laughs> can't be a counterproductive thing to tie to Christianity. And, uh, and sometimes it bites us in the butt 
to be tied to capitalism. So my hope with this season was to kind of show like how communism rose in Russia and how that impacted the American Christian church. When Russia went communist, the United States reacted the other way and like clung on to capitalism and Christianity. Because if Russia was going to be atheist, we were going to be Christian. Um, and so it, it really shaped the American Christian church, especially in the 1900s. So the, the hope is to tell that big arcing story uh, so we can really know what we're talking about and, and how we got here. Yeah. I, see, I love that that's your goal. I've been saying for a really long time that the Christians in the United States, we're really affected really influenced by uh, things that have happened in the last 150 years. Oh yeah. Some of those are religious movements, um, you know, and we've talked before about things like evolution, the rise of evolution as an, as an ideology mm-hmm. um, that that really affects how we think today in, in America and we don't even know it. So I love, I love that you're kind of digging into all of that. Yeah. You know, I never would have thought that, uh, you know, what you know, the faith in or the, the revolution in Russia would have affected us. I never made that connection. So I think that's that's a really good thing. But, you know, I, I read a lot um, and I, I read a lot of history books now and and it just kept coming up over and over again. And, and I, I was just kind of like, OK, there's something here, you know, uh, and you just start to see how the church has been impacted especially like, like in the 1900s with our um, McCarthyism and trying to smoke out communists. And then uh, you start to see in the 1900s, the United States being tied to things like oil and Christianity be tied to things like oil or natural resources. Or even as we get into uh, here in season three, empire and, and trying to take over other lands and keep them as territories of the United States. And so, yeah, it gets into some really tricky stuff, but I, Eric and I went to uh, the podcast movement conference in August of 2019 and had a blast, uh, got to hang out together a lot. But as I was talking to people, because truce is about the church, I got to talk to people about my faith and, and time and again, uh, people would bring up, when I brought up my faith, people would bring up the United States. <laughs> I was like, no, no, we're not, we're not talking about the United States, but in, in people's minds, the United States and Christianity get tied together for good things and for bad. But that really, I've noticed has really inhibited in my ability to share the gospel with people because while I just want to tell them about Jesus, uh, they want to know about us foreign policy or, or laws that we've, we've enacted. And I, I can't, talk about all those things at once. So I, I found it really curious and have for a long time that, that we are coupling these things together. And, and it's not just in Christians' minds, it's in non-Christians' minds as well, that, that these things are together. And I, I think we don't talk about how that impacts our witness enough. Yeah. And if you look at how Christians have been persecuted historically, um, even by other Christians, for instance, <laughs> It's pretty gnarly. It's a it's a really, really um, just gory, you know, yeah. history. So even even what we're doing yeah. now is is uh, pretty pretty not not even close to to what people have had to go through in the past. 
Yeah. And you know, the interesting thing about persecution, we're going to cover kind of both sides of this uh, throughout yeah. the season, how Christians and, and a lot of other people were, were persecuted under the Soviet Union under lots of different regimes. Yeah. But we're going to talk about at the end of season three, what you just said, we carry that over to the point where we always feel persecuted. You know, there are, there are people being persecuted for their faith right now in the world, but those of us in the U.S. have it pretty cushy. This is a nation where in general, it's, it's okay to share your faith. And so sometimes we, we do get kind of bent out of shape and, and carry that burden yeah. that really we don't need to carry. The reality is that Christians have been persecuted, so I can't blame people for being afraid. But but always feeling persecuted all the time is not healthy for anybody. <laughs> it's just not healthy. And a lot of times it gets in the way of us sharing our faith with people. Because if I see you as a persecutor, I that allows me to keep you at arm's length and be, and be like, oh, I don't actually have to share my faith with those people because they hate me. And it's like, no, no. Christ told us to share, you know, like to to even love our enemies. So, like everybody should be hearing our testimony, but that persecution complex really gets in the way of our ability to to share and to witness. I'm trying to remember which of the church fathers it was. Was it might have been like Irenaeus or somebody like that? Um, you know, maybe you want to look up the the actual quote, but he was on his way to be basically executed they knew they were going to execute him in like rome or someplace and they were moving around and all these people were were coming to see him and they were crying and trying to say hey you know we could break you out or we can get you you know whatever and he was he said no i don't want you to do that why would you why would you take that from me which is a little bit of a martyr complex maybe um but he wanted to witness for christ in this way uh which is kind of a weird it feels weird to us maybe today, but you know, suffering for your faith was actually part of the faith back in the day. And it, it still can be today. Um, I just think that we have to be aware of what is suffering and what's just inconvenience. Right. Or a difference of opinion. Oh yeah. Or a difference of opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's a big difference. Well, that's real interesting. Okay. So you mentioned earlier the idea between communism, the difference between communism and socialism. And I remember listening to that episode. I was really fascinated about that because it's you made these real clear distinctions. Why is that important? And why did you think that that was something we needed to know? Yeah, well, I mean, especially now that we're in an election year, um, you hear both of those terms come up a lot, uh, especially around like Bernie Sanders, who is, you know, doing very well right now in, in Democratic polls. A lot of times, if we want to, if, if conservatives want to put down an idea in in the public square all they have to do is call it communist or call it socialist and in their minds it's dead you know because there is this this history of communism oppressing people and and being used for ill and uh, and persecuting folks but that's kind of a cheap shot you know it's gotten to the place where especially conservatives can just kind of slap that title on something and pretend it's dead and then not have to engage in a conversation. And that, that goes for things like, you know, access to, to healthcare, but by slapping that on there, they can just disregard it. And I think that's unhealthy. Um, especially, uh, because there are so many Christians who get tied to conservatism that Christianity gets tied to then putting down of any kind of change. Uh, even if that change might be beneficial for society. 
and, and uh, so I wanted to cover that because I don't feel like we really know what we're talking about when we talk about communism or socialism. Yeah, it gets in the way a lot of times, uh, especially I, I, I find myself in a lot of circles with people who are conservatives and who are liberals, and my liberal friends get really turned off if you just shut them down uh, with like, oh, that's communist, that's socialist. It's like, okay, well, that shutting down a conversation like that is not helpful to anyone, you know? And I find that in, in personal ministry, especially, if I can really understand what somebody else is talking about, the conversation's going to go a lot further. Whereas if I just slap a, a, a name on what they're doing, uh, that allows me to disregard it. And again, I, I don't want to do that to people. Well, and then you don't have to think, right? Right. Yeah. It's just easier. There's this idea of uh, confirmation bias. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like people, people just want to hear what they, what confirms what they already think. Right. right. And that is super dangerous Yeah. because then we're not thinking we're not actually even, I would say responsive to the Holy spirit. Right. Um, we want to be, we want to be that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I would say that's, so, so you're saying <laughs> that bringing up and defining communism and socialism kind of helps us avoid that. It really does. It really does. Uh, because eventually when we turn around and we start talking about capitalism, um, you're kind of ready, hopefully for a discussion of what that is and what that looks like, because the pendulum's going to swing the other way and we're going to talk about all of it. <laughs> nice. Um, like that confirmation bias thing you mentioned is, is sort of one of those things that keeps me up at night because, uh, yeah, Truce is, does not function like a lot of other Christian podcasts. And I, I love uh, what so many brothers and sisters are doing in our podcast association, uh, doing really cool and amazing things. But for Truce, I'm, I'm asking a lot of really tough questions and pushing that, trying to push us out of that confirmation bias. Um, and that, that means that sometimes we're going to get offended. And I don't really want to hurt people's feelings um, or to offend people. But the reality is for us to be able to think through our own beliefs, we sometimes have to ask hard questions. Um, like, is the U.S. really a Christian nation? As, as a lot of people say it is. Is capitalism really the only way to go? And I like capitalism, don't get me wrong, but it, it is imperfect. There's that I can't remember who said it, but there's that, that idea that, uh, and I'm going to butcher the quote, but uh, capitalism is the worst kind of economic model, except for all the others. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's, it is definitely an imperfect system, but you know, we get really nervous when somebody questions it. And we get really nervous when somebody questions, is the U.S. a Christian nation or is the U.S. always doing godly things? We're transitioning now from talking about Russia to talking about the United States, because again, we're talking about in the long term how the U.S. was impacted by communism and how American Christianity was impacted by communism. But in order to do that, we have to ask the big question, which is, what is the United States? Is, is it a Christian nation? Does it just mean the 50 states and the District of Columbia or does it also mean our territories that we don't like to think about, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and if we're calling this a Christian nation and we don't allow the territories to vote or to get our public aid, what, what are we doing? How does that actually impact our, our witness to those people? 
Because again, ultimately the show is all about our witness. Hopefully I can uh, carefully dodge and weave through all that confirmation bias. We'll be back with more of my discussion with Eric Nevins after these messages. God is a genius storyteller, and the evidence of this is threaded throughout Scripture. In Christianity Today's new show, Holy Curiosity, with me, Kat Armstrong, we explore storied connections threaded throughout Scripture from the Old Testament to the New. Our first miniseries, Connecting Dinah and the Woman at the Well, welcomes experts like Drs. Tim Mackey and Diane Landberg to give us insight and context into the physical location and meaning of these two stories. These stories will spark holy curiosity in your own faith, because once you see these connections, you can't unsee them. God wastes no person, place, or thing. Listen and subscribe to Holy Curiosity with Kat Armstrong on your favorite podcast platform. It's really hard to separate ourselves from being Christians and being Americans because we're just so steeped in it, right? So I love that you're trying to to help us see the water, as it were, you know, that old fish thing, like the fish doesn't know what the water they're, they're swimming in. Um, so I love that you're trying you're trying to do that. So uh, do you want to talk just a little bit? You've already covered the Soviet Union. Do you want to you want to foreshadow some of what is to come? <laughs> yeah, we're like I said, we're going to be asking um, we're going to be asking the hard questions like, is the U.S. a Christian nation? Were the founding fathers Christians? Okay. Um, is the United States an empire? And in and part of that empire series, we have one of the most ridiculous episodes I've ever done and maybe that I've ever heard uh, we uh, I created a game that allowed a whole group of people to discuss empire and if the US is an empire and and then also uh, people at home will be able to play uh, with their churches or with their friends and it's it's going to be great you guys are going to love that and then um, we're going to start talking about how capitalism and the United States started to get to tie together in the 1900s and a lot of that had to do with um, a reaction to communism, but also um, as Eisenhower came into power, uh, you started to see some trends there. Um, the, then, you know, in the 50s is when we started to see one nation under God becoming a slogan. Uh, we, you know, we like to think that was earlier, but it was actually a fairly modern invention, that phrase. Um, right. And we're going to end talking about how the way we act as the United States um, knowing what we know about uh, being tied to capitalism, uh, how we export those ideas. So especially talking about missionaries and how there's a pressure to try to take not just the Bible as we send out missionaries, but also Americanness and capitalism as we go out and the ways that that impacts our testimony as we go. So we've still got several more months of this and it's all going to be great. I'm so excited for the episodes that are coming up, but uh, it is definitely going to toy with our confirmation bias a little bit. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you because all that's really good. It's important as we grow in our journey, you know, I'm all about the spiritual journey Yeah. Um, to kind of separate our faith from even our country because our allegiance needs to go to Christ. Right. Uh, not just the country, but it can feel a little destabilizing. So yeah. do you have any tips for people as they're, as they're kind of going through that and it might feel a little disorienting yeah. to, to kind of 
how would you recommend people go through that? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'll, I'll address that by telling a story. I, a few years ago, I was fortunate enough to t- take a trip to Italy and um, I love Rick Steves. I don't know if you know who Rick Steves yeah. is, but He's great. yeah, he writes travel books and, and they do audio tours. And as part of the audio tour, um, he has a great one that goes into the Vatican and into St. Paul, uh, St. Paul's, uh, St. Peter's, St. Peter's. Um, yeah. And um, as you're, you're going in, he tells you on, on the uh, audio tour, if you're a Protestant, it's best to set aside your Protestantism for just a few minutes or else you're not going to enjoy this tour. You're not going to get everything out of it that you want or, and that you need to get out of it. And that takes some doing because, you know, uh, St. Peter's was built using money from indulgences. Uh, so people could <laughs> pay money in order to supposedly uh, shorten their time in hell or get out of purgatory. And uh, obviously not a biblical concept, but you know, my, me as a Protestant, I, I went in thinking about that stuff and, and Rick Steves was right. I, I would never have gotten everything I needed to get out of, of touring that cathedral if I'd been in there just thinking about what built it. Um, and not like I needed to ignore it, but it was good for me to put it aside for a few minutes uh, so that I could learn what I needed to learn and observe what I needed to observe. So as we go into this series looking at the United States, uh, first of all, I, I'm an American and I am super thankful to be an American. <laughs> so know that. I'm really, really thankful to be an American. But also try to set aside your biases for a little while. Uh, it's not easy for us to do. Because I am, I am asking some big questions and and addressing some some bugaboos that even Christianity, modern uh, popular Christianity in the U.S., they like to reside inside that Christian America thing, but it 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 really doesn't work. And so I'm going to be kind of poking at some of the sore areas. So if you can set aside your bugaboos for just a minute, I think you'll get a lot more out of it. Well, that is a great way to put it. Yeah, I definitely always encourage people as well to just pray and ask the Holy spirit. Is that right? Is, is that, is that true? Is that, what would you have me learn from this? And the funny thing about God is he's really faithful to to speak into our life, to show us, to give us a little, uh, you know, heart nudge or just a kind of confirmation. Um, and always when in doubt, go to scripture and, and ask and listen. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think those are those are good ways. Set aside uh, that a little bit and just engage openly and see what happens. Right. You never know. Okay. Well, Chris, one last question. Sure. Because um, how can listeners help you oh. as we go through this? Yeah. Well, the the audience for Truce is still pretty small. So honestly, if you could just tell a few friends and, and neighbors about the show, that would make a tremendous difference. Um, and there are lots of, of places on like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that you can grab graphics that you can share. Also, I've been trying to encourage uh, small groups at churches to consider sponsoring the show financially. So maybe you guys just, uh, you know, pass a hat once a month or once every couple months to, uh, to help the show out. Because it, you know, it takes a tremendous amount of time to make this show. Uh, and I, w- I would love to be doing it full time. And I've got some crazy great ideas of what I could do if I could do it full time. Um, I just, I have four jobs. I can't, I can't do it full time. 
So if you could be praying about helping the show financially, that would be incredible. Yeah. So thank you for asking that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I try to promote your work every opportunity I get. Thanks, buddy. So yeah. um, definitely I'm, I'm on board and I'm a Patreon supporter. It's not a lot, but I want to want to support you. So thanks, buddy. Uh, definitely hope that uh, others will share it and get the word out. Yeah, and I I'm looking forward to the, what's what's to come, brother. Yeah, thank you so much. And I I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening. I I think one of the things I I get concerned about is like when I when I listen to Christian podcasts, I'm often just waiting for somebody to re- reveal that they're a heretic. Um, I don't know if you find that yourself, but just like somebody to be like, oh, wait a second, you got that weird thing going on over there. I, I, I'm hoping that the, the listeners will know that I, I try to keep this as biblically orthodox as I can. You know, I would encourage everybody, if you think we're going to get into weird territory, it's going to be fine. Uh, just keep listening and you'll probably end up having a really good time in the process. If you guys can, please listen to Eric's podcast. It's called Halfway There. You can find it anywhere you get podcasts, and I'll put it in the show notes. And also, Eric uh, recently wrote an article for Podcast Magazine about the Truce podcast, uh, which was such a thrill. Thank you for doing that. Dad, you know what? So, and I intentionally, I, I don't think I've even shared this with you yet, but I've intentionally waited because I knew that our audience would grow. And so, oh, praise um, God. but I couldn't wait any longer than our third issue. So, um, <laughs> but I basically, we have a section called it's either under the radar or overrated. So I have a chance to pick a fight with somebody. If I want to just call their podcast overrated. Didn't want to do that with truth. Cause I love truth. But uh, so it's just an independent review. And I, so I got to just write about what, uh, what I love about the show and highlight your work a little bit. So, hey, people can actually get that. It's not going to be free forever, but they can go to podcastmagazine.com and get a free lifetime subscription right now. And uh, at least as far as when we're recording this. And it, it's just available and they'll be able to get that. It comes out early next uh, or at the end next week. So I don't know when this goes out, but. It'll be, it should be available by, by that. Thank you so much. Yeah, and we'll be back to our normal scripted episodes. The next one is one of my all-time favorites. We'll be asking, uh, what did the Founding Fathers really believe? So mm. I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast <laughs> so you get every new episode as it's released. And thanks again, Eric, for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been fun to just have the conversation with you, brother. God bless you guys, and we'll talk again soon.